Hello and welcome to the Collective Wisdom Podcast, the podcast that explores how to be a wiser version of yourself. This is a podcast that helps you to tap into your own inner wisdom and find the answers within you for how to live your best life. I'm your host, Kat Preston. I'm a certified life coach and I help people to turn down the noise in their heads and tune into the wisdom in their hearts. Every week I'll be asking my guests to tell their stories about what they've learned along the way and share some of their wisdom with us. I'm so thrilled you can join us. Hey there, my wise friends, and welcome to episode 37 of the Collective Wisdom Podcast, which is all about hope in the face of challenge. My guest today is Rin McDonald, and it's true to say he's been facing a few challenges of his own lately, having lost his job and living in Melbourne where lockdown continues and the obvious challenges that that presents. In fact, we wanted to make this episode precisely because we recognize just how many people are facing really tough times at the moment. We also talk about mentors and it's a great chance to reflect on what one of my favorite mentors, Robin Kramer, once said to me, which is no one got to be where they are today alone. So this is a chance to thank the mentors in my life. And I know Rin has also been really grateful for the support he's received in helping him to get started with his new business. It's also true that as my lovely friend, Melissa Camilleri says, we rise by lifting others. So having the opportunity to help someone always has a positive impact. So with that, I hope that Rin's positive energy and his amazing stories help make your day a bit brighter. So I'm thrilled to say that my guest today is Rin McDonald. Rin and I first met when he joined the Story Skills Workshop, and I happened to notice from his bio that he was also the host of a podcast called The Hope Initiative. And anyone who knows me knows that I'm very interested in podcasts. So I, I listened to it before I, you know, I was listening to it before I came to his story and I was looking at his story. And then coincidence, he joins one of my calls the next day. I noticed his name and I just happened to say in passing, oh, Rin, I was listening to your podcast yesterday. And in that moment, I saw him physically, visibly rise in his seat. And I have to tell you that it's those moments that define why I do what I do. I do it for those moments where people feel seen, heard, recognized, and everything comes together. And they, you just see that oh my goodness, you know, what I'm putting out there is actually having an impact. So we had the call a couple of days later, Rin reaches out to me and says, do you want to come on the podcast? Do you want to be a guest on the podcast? And I have to be honest, my gut reaction was, I can't think of anything I would less, you know, rather not do. So I took a step back and I kind of took a breath and I thought, well, now I spend my time as a coach saying to people, everything you've ever wanted lies just the other side of your comfort zone, you know, just the other side of that fear. So what are you going to do here? So I reached out, said, yep, fine. I'll be on your podcast. And it took me a full two weeks after we had recorded the episode to finally listen to it. And the only reason I did listen to it was because I thought I have to get back to Rin and say, thank you, or, you know, do something with this episode. So I took myself off in the car. It was, it was just something I didn't want to listen to. 
And I listened to it and actually he had done such a good job on the production that I, it felt like I was listening to someone else telling this story. And so I think that sowed a seed for me understanding that I could probably do this myself, maybe one day. And that was, you know, it was just that moment of, okay, yeah, hearing my own voice isn't as bad as I thought. It definitely set me off on a new path. So since then, Rin and I have kept in touch. And recently I reached out to him just to see if he wanted to come back and be a, a guest on my podcast. Now it's up and running. And I kind of hit him at a at a bad time. Um, it turned out that he'd just lost his job. He was in living in Melbourne, which is now, what is it, 300 days in lockdown. And yeah, things weren't going well, but the worst news of all was he'd actually pressed pause on the Hope Initiative and he wasn't producing his podcast. So I'm getting better at acknowledging divine timing. And I just thought to myself, well, perhaps there was a reason that I had reached out to him at just this moment. So we fixed up a call and we did what I call an ABN, an assets boundary narrative assessment. It's just where you put your name in the middle of the bit of paper and you just go through, right, what are all my skills? What are my strengths? What are my gifts? What are the resources I have? And believe me, time is the main resource you have. And what can I do to start to reach out? Who are the mentors in my life? Who can I really start to dig into? So we did this assessment, it didn't take very long. I left him, right, you complete that and see what comes up for you. And a month later, I reach out and he has reached out to a friend. He's set up an agency, it's called Ruckus, which for any Akimbo fans will make a lot of sense. It's a kind of media agency, it's a podcasting producing agency. And the best news of all is he's turned around a job loss and he's now pulling in more money from the two clients he's already got than he had from his his day job so now felt like the right time to get him on the podcast to share a bit more about this process and to you know we talked about it and we said to to show some allegiance to all of the fellow melbourneians you know fellow australians who some of whom must be really struggling and facing maybe a similar story in their own lives. So Rin, welcome to the podcast and thanks so much for being here. Wow, Kat, thank you so much for what an incredible introduction. I don't know where to go from there, but you you took me through a gamut of emotions. Um, almost cried a little bit, to be honest, when you when you were talking about yeah, that, that first time we, we came across each other on that call on the Story Skills Workshop, I, I remember that. It was, a, it was at the start of the, the pandemic, I guess, back in March 2020 and, and April. But yeah, I remember that and, and everything that you just described there is, um, has been incredible. But yeah, thank you. No, you're welcome. And, and you know, I just want to say that it's, it is an incredible story. Um, you know, we were talking before we started recording about how, how apt it is that your podcast was called The Hope Initiative. And here you are, hopefully instilling a little bit more hope for people who, you know, after 300 days of lockdown must be feeling 
well, you use the word, it's tedious, you know, must be feeling pretty desperate. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we're, we're not quite at day 300 yet. I'll just say that. Um, but the current sort of date that we're due to get out will be approaching day 300, but yeah, it's definitely tedious. And, you know, part of what you mentioned there was the, I guess the ebbs and flows. I, I wasn't doing the hope initiative when, when I lost my job and earlier this year, and I, it actually turned into a full year of not releasing episodes, which God, it went so quickly, like where that time went, if I had have been, you know, releasing an episode weekly, I'd have an extra, you know, 52 episodes, obviously. Mm. So it's crazy when you, when you, I guess, don't put those systems in place in your life to maintain a consistent creative outlet, which is what podcasting is for me, that that time can go so quickly. But I'm really proud to say that I've, I've got an episode uh, 62 and 63 out in the last few weeks. Uh, and I'll, there'll be episode 64 coming out in about six hours time from when we, you know, finish yeah. recording. Uh, and yeah, I, I've got a few in the can and I'll keep, keep them rolling out hopefully until, you know, something comes along where I feel like I no longer need to. But yeah, it's been as we'll come to, to talk about something that's, that's changed my life, starting the podcast back in 2019. And yeah, it's led me to conversations like this. There are two things that come out of that for me. One is that in that list of skills and talents, you know, from the ABN assessment, it was like, well, mm. what you do really well is production. The sound quality on your podcast is amazing. <laughs> and so you have all of that inherent, you know, you can get a podcast from an idea to finished when it came to resources you had actually already been producing a podcast for someone else mm. for not very much money you know that, that was that was just a sideline for you that wasn't a you know your business so you yeah. had already started digging into those skills and then on top of that you had all the the video media stuff that you do so you know it it you were building those skills while you were having fun launching a podcast anyway. Yeah, yeah, completely. It was, look, it was something that I'd wanted to do for a few years before starting it and getting into, you know, video production and video editing. I'm a massive soccer fan and I go for Liverpool uh, off the back of Harry Kuehl, who was a big Australian when I was growing up, big Australian player who played in the English Premier League. Um, and... Off the back of that, I listened to a podcast called The Anfield Rap, which is quite big now all around the world, but they produce some really good content around the club, podcasts, and also video content. And it was just something that, that made me fall in love with podcasting back in like 2013. So I was like 20 years old. And yeah, from there, you know, I worked a number of different jobs like most people probably do in their early 20s. And I saw that as something that I probably would never be able to do because I, I never studied it at school. You know, I didn't do media. I was the, I was the, one of the sporty kids at school and I, I never wanted to sort of get into anything too technical. Wow. I wanted to play. I wanted to play professionally when I was, when I was younger, I didn't have this, I didn't have the talent to, to play professional sport, but that was my dream. But um, anyway, I worked before starting the, my podcast, The Hope Initiative, for a financial planning company. And I would make, you know, 100 cold calls a day on the phone to superannuation companies being on hold. And, and it wasn't the dream, but I eventually came across one of Seth's emails. I followed his blog for a few years and 
signed up to the podcasting fellowship it was at the time. And that led me to start the Hope Initiative. And after about 25 episodes, I interviewed a lady who I'd been trying to get on the show for a few months. She was based in Sydney, which is the other major city in in Australia. And she was down in Melbourne where her beauty company was based. And we had a, we had a chat in her, in her office in, in Collingwood, which is like a real creative sort of hub in, in Melbourne. For anyone who knows, there's some big brands that have come out of there, Aesop, um, Anyway, lots of lots of lots of cool things have come out of out of Collingwood, and their office is there. And I went and had a chat with her. And two weeks before, I'd I'd quit my job with the financial planning company. I'd just had enough, and I interviewed this lady. And this interview was already lined up with her about a month prior, and so I didn't know at the time that I was going to be out of work. And anyway, we had this chat. It was really great. And after it, you know, because when you're in person having a podcast, you don't just pack up and leave straight away. So we're having this chat after the interview and she's like, what do you do for work? And I said, well, I've actually just quit my job. And she goes, well, what do you think about making a podcast for my company? And that was, you know, I accepted. Yeah, <laughs> good for you. Opportunity. Yeah, and that that was like the first role that I, I got, I guess, in, in marketing and, and in this sort of creative work in podcasting, I learned video production there. Uh, you know, Premiere Pro was something that I learned just through like YouTubing how to do this, how to cut, like the most basic things. But mm-hmm. I, I've never like formally done a course like that. But really it was the Akimbo workshop that I did that showed me that you don't have to do like a $10,000 course or a whole uni degree to to do that and I sort of already always inherently knew that but with this sort of creative work I wasn't sure how how I'd get there so yeah that's that's how I got started in it and from there I've had a few other jobs and the most recent one you mentioned yeah that I I started and lost in this year and and now I'm at at this point with Ruckus which yeah we, we can talk a bit about as well but it's been it's been an interesting journey this last two and a bit years. Well, it's, it's interesting, you know, that, I mean, that's a beautiful story about how podcasting kind of led you into something new. It opened a door for you. And, and also because I remember you saying to me when we had that, we got on a zoom call to talk about, you know, where you were at when I reached out to you to come on the podcast and you just said, look, I'm at so such a low ebb. There's no way, you know, I've got nothing to say here. And you then said, I think the reason that I was willing to really be honest and open about exactly how I was feeling was because I had listened to you on your, you know, to me on my podcast. And therefore those connections were already built. You know, you, you trusted me enough to really tell me the truth about what was going on for you in your life. And that was why it was so apparent that, you know, oh, this is, this is something that we really can dig into together. And so that connection that's formed simply because we're, when you listen to someone else's podcast, you do form connections, you do build trust. You know, it's just, it's a sort of a real quick fix way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Like I've sort of coined this phrase, which is a bit cheesy, but I run with it now in like sort of meetings when I'm like telling people the importance of, of podcasting. I say podcasting is like networking on steroids, Yeah. but, but for me, it's like, I've never done steroids. So I'm actually not sure how factual (laughs) that is, 
but but it's yeah in essence it's just communication and you know communication is so important and I've always been someone who's been willing to talk to people you know talking to strangers I've never had a problem doing that and even if it's making small talk but just asking sort of the next question you know it can be hard to shut me up sometimes and I'm conscious of that now being a guest you know where I need to do more of the talking and I think it sort of suits me as a host where I've been able to really be conscious of, you know, actively listening to yeah, the questions that I've answered. And you do that really well. You really do. You know, that, Thank that you. you hold that space really well. Thank you. It's, it's not something that I think has come natural to me, but it's something that I, I know, you know, you, you need to work on as a skill if you want to, if you want to get along with people and, and have good relationships, but it, it all just comes back to, I think, you know, communicating and, and asking a question to understand and not necessarily to just to talk and just to get your thoughts out there. Like I love asking questions and, and that's ultimately why I wanted to start my podcast, the hope initiative, which is stories with everyday people. I wanted to essentially invite myself into the living room of people, you know, Originally, it was just in person, but with this current climate that we've lived in, you know, it was it was about a year of doing the podcast until lockdowns and and sort of social distancing became a thing, which is now just you know crazily just part of the way we live. But yeah. you know, then Zoom opens up and I get to meet people like you. There's been probably a dozen people from the Akimbo workshops that I've been fortunate enough to speak to. And yeah, yeah, I would, I would not be, yeah, I guess the person I am, but the podcast wouldn't be what it is today without, without those connections as well. So yeah, it's been, say it's been a lot of fun would be a gross understatement. Yeah. And I think that's what comes across when I listen to your podcast, you really do bring that intense listening skill, but also your genuine curiosity. You're genuinely interested in people's motivations and people's stories and you know that comes across so well and and then yeah you're continually it's it, it is just building that trust you're 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 coming across as somebody who's able to you know those are skills and you're demonstrating them every time you release an episode so i'm yeah. interested in ruckus and what's been <laughs> going on for you in the meantime so tell me more about, you know, what have the, the challenges been for getting it off the ground? What has just been the sort of the hard work bit, if you like? What's been the hard work bit? Well, it's interesting. I, I you know, started this off the back of losing my job earlier this year and I was approached by a good mate of mine who I've known through my local soccer club, uh, Whitehorse United. I used to play with him. He's a bit older than me. He's maybe 35, I think. I'm, I'm 28. So a few years older than me, a bit more life experience. And he's got a good company here in Melbourne called Just Play. His name's David. And I, after I lost that job, he was someone I was just chatting to about, you know, business and life. And he's like, well, mate, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I'd, I'd love to still keep doing this work that I was doing, you know, with with working with brands and working with different, you know, creative people. 
and and helping you know showcase their work in a in a better way, whether that's through podcasting or videos or any form of you know online digital media. And you know, I, I'd had David on as a guest on on the Hope Initiative back in one of the first few months. I think it's like episode 16, 17. And you know, after a few more conversations of really him just being a good mate and just offering to help, he and his wife, Kate, offered to start a company with me, start an agency wow. where they essentially bankrolled, yeah, offered to, you know, put on a bunch of cash and were like, we'll pay you a wage so that you can dedicate, you know, three to six months at giving this a go and getting clients. And, you know, they'll obviously, there's a bit of a split percentage on, on the company as any, you know, deal would work. But yeah. it's like, hey, go out and, and take this time to really, you know, find some clients and and do this do this work that you want to do and and when they offered me that it was like you know an incredible an incredibly like I, I don't even know the right word it's it's humbling in that you know I'm 28 when my dad was 28 he was having me as you know a newborn. And I sometimes feel like, you know, what is my life? You know, I'm not having a kid. You know, I've been single for a few years. And that's not any measurement of success or anything. And I'm aware of that. But there can sometimes be this, like, seed of doubt. Anyway, when when these guys came to me, it was like, wow, like, they see something in me. And I, I know that I have potential and I'm fulfilling that, you know, slowly and, and every day through the things that I do. But I was unsure about how it would work. But then I just thought, you know what, stuff it. Worst case scenario, I can't get any clients in six months and I'm back to where I am now. So we started the company and originally, you know, we didn't have a name and you go through this naming process and I don't know, I don't think I need to go into all of that story, but Ruckus came about through just us throwing ideas back and forth and Kate came up with the idea of the double K being like a cool sound and it Ruckus was like the last name I put down on this list and it was off the back of, yeah, you mentioned it in the intro, you know, Seth always says, go make a ruckus, but it's spelled R-U-C-K-U-S, the actual word, to make like a row and commotion. So we came up with ruckus and I love the name and what it stands for. And it's just grown into this thing where we, yeah, we now have two clients and, you know, we're servicing ones here in, in Melbourne where I'm based. The other one was just randomly, I was calling a guy I used to work for. Funnily enough, the guy, the boss of the financial planning company that I quit a few years ago, I wow. called him to see if they would need some help with, with some services. And he's like, well, not with us, but I actually just started a restaurant two months ago and we'd love your help getting some, getting some things in here. So it's like so serendipitous that that came about. And I know I'm not really answering your question about what's the toughest challenge, but I feel like, you know, I was really conscious before starting this, I met you through the story skills workshop. So I felt like I had to explain through some stories, but the hardest challenge is literally just not getting overwhelmed with the possibilities that come from taking a leap. And it's like, I could have just, and not that there's anything wrong with it, but I could have gone and gotten another job. I had, I had a few options and, you know, I, I was lucky enough to move back in with my parents in April. So there's a bit of flexibility there. And, you know, 
I guess the hardest challenge is, yeah, I, I make new new calls to to speak to people about potentially helping them with their business, you know, contacts that I have. And I think there's been one of maybe 50 calls that I've made of, of people who, like one out of 50 who says, no, I'm fine. Everyone else is like, we'd love, we'd love your help. What do you think about this? And even if it's a conversation where I'm just sharing my thoughts, you know, not all of it has to lead to like a monetary transaction, but that's, I think, the hardest thing so far. And that's a, a delight because it's just what I enjoy doing. It's just like helping, you know, yeah. People, that you is know, that is so amazing that your biggest challenge, what you're saying to me is your biggest challenge is overwhelmed by just how much possibility there is out there. And it feels like yeah. you're moving from what's the worst thing that could happen? You said, well, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen if you start this thing? So now you're starting to look at, oh, my God, what is the best thing that could happen? What, yeah. you know, what is possible here if I just keep going with this? And yeah, I love that, you know, yeah. it started with ultimately an act of generosity. And it was very generous, generous of Kate and David to, yeah, put their faith in you, you know, and you say it's very humbling when somebody sees that potential, but actually yeah. puts their money where their mouth is. I mean, that's, but that only comes when someone has actually been seen to, you know, you've showed up, you've set up this podcast, you've, you've, you've been to courses, you've done all the self-development stuff and and that's why it's now starting to reverberate you know you've been putting good stuff out there for over a year and yeah. it's just now landing back in your lap and all you have to do is receive it and go thanks yeah and maybe you're right if, if i hadn't have done the podcast for two years all these calls that i'm making you know, there would probably be a far less percentage and maybe it's not one in 50, but it seems like everyone I call wants to chat, yeah. um, which is, which is exciting. And one thing that I'm really conscious of is even if it doesn't like turn into, like I say, a monetary transaction, because let's be real, like you, you do need money to exist in this world Absolutely. to, to pay for things. I'm not naive enough to think you don't, but you know, even if I, that doesn't occur right now, it's fine. Like that, they might need, you know, official you know, paid help or whatever it is in years to come. But I just love, you know, I had a chat with a with an old friend uh, a few days ago about her company and it was just like, this is just what I like doing. It's just like speaking to people about what they're working on and their problems, which is essentially what the podcast is. And the podcast for me was never a thing about making money or trying to be on like the top 10 charts or anything like that. It was literally just about talking to people because it's a magical thing when you put a microphone in someone in front of someone's face, yeah, the most incredible things come out. It's it is it is an incredible tool that I've come to learn, and yeah, I've been very fortunate enough to speak. I mean, everyone I speak to is brilliant. I remember when we had the chat back in April uh, last year, which seems like so much has happened. But I remember. It was funny. I think it was like midnight for you. You were the yeah, guest. Yeah, because I, I, I have a thing with time zones. <laughs> uh, anyone who knows me is going to really laugh now. I thought I was booking the call at 11 o'clock a.m. Oh. UK time. And then I was so embarrassed that I'd messed it up so badly and it was 11 o'clock p.m. I just went, oh, sorry, I'll just go there at 11 p.m. and <laughs> do the interview then. Oh, it. I love it. Well, now it's like it's 12.30 a.m. for me, but it's that idea that like, you know, I was able to speak to you and I've been able to do, you know, this with so many people and it's just led to opportunity. And the last 
I've, I almost have to count now. The last one, two, like three jobs that I've had, I've all come off the back of the podcast and this agency has come off the back of, yeah, doing that work. So, you know, yeah. podcast would be great for anyone if if you feel like you want to, you know, have a voice. And that's not a sales pitch. It's not, it's not that hard, really. Like you gave me some really nice compliments about the the audio quality and all of that stuff. But, you know, I'll call myself out even though I've got an agency where we deliver. It's, <laughs> it's not, I'll be honest, it's not that hard. It's the, the hard thing is showing up all the time. You don't want to, you know? that's, that's one of your industry secrets. You want to keep well, that secret. Yeah. Well, you know, as you know, obviously I know you're joking, but it's like, you, it's just being authentic and people see that. And, you know, business owners, a lot of business owners don't have the time to start a podcast or don't have the time to do the things that, you know, creative marketing agencies do. And that's, I think the beauty, it's like David Hyatt, right. From, is it high jeans? Yeah, yeah. jeans? Yeah, yeah. You, that was one of the sort of the case studies in the course we did, Story Skills Workshop, and their mantra is do one thing well. Yeah. And, you know, trying to be a jack of all trades is like a surefire way just to have like poor quality across the board. And that's something I've come to learn. And, yeah, I'm really glad I'm in, in a place now where I can just like dig into what I love to do. So it's exciting. Yeah. And, 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 you know, one of your challenges now is going to be taking that lesson of David Hyatt's do one thing. Well, when you're running your own business, it's really important to reflect on what is it I'm doing in my business now that I should be outsourcing to someone who does it better than me, you know, when, when I need the help, because it, it's a real dance to know when do I start to build a bit of a team? When, when is this actually now I've got a gold mine here, but only if I don't keep spinning all the plates or wearing all the hats all the time, you know, that's the yeah. juggle. So yeah, that's going to be your next. Oh, yeah. You're completely right. And it's probably something that maybe I should correct when I just said before, you know, the technical aspect isn't that hard. Like, you know, it's, it's not hard for me now because I guess I've done yeah, you thousands, thousands of hours, right? The first, I think the first 10 episodes that I released on the podcast, it took me about 15 to 20 hours to edit those. And maybe that was overkill. Like I took out all the ums and the long pauses and I've just come to realize like, you don't need to do that. But yeah, my, my editing ability certainly has increased. And I, I guess that's ultimately what you pay for. It's those hours that you don't see, you know, editing a podcast now for me takes a couple of hours and that's off the back of all the hours that I've done prior. So yeah, I, I guess I should add that. I don't like to say that I'm an expert. I feel like a bit of a dickhead to be honest when I say that I'm, <laughs> I'm a podcasting expert or, you know, like I'm not, I'm just a, a guy who loves to, to communicate to people and podcasting is the medium for me to do that. And also loves to learn, you know, and I think, you know, in an age where there's, there's something new on the horizon every five minutes, it's so, <laughs> so relevant to keep yourself, okay, yeah, well, you know, I've got this far and I can now go, oh, I'm going to take on the next thing. And, you know, TikTok took off and Periscope didn't. Who knew which one was going to go viral, right. you know, but you have to have those, that that capacity to sort of pivot and just be ahead of the curve. And I love Kathy Heller, the way she puts it, if, if, um, if they zig, we zag, you know, it's that mm. kind of just keeping nimble. But the other thing I really want to dig into is, you know, you were saying you had, 50 calls and and maybe one person said no actually we don't need your help here so so when you're you know when you're ringing people up you're not asking them to buy stuff necessarily you're saying here's a list of the things i do here's what i love doing 
and how can I help you? Which is so much easier as a conversation than do you want to buy my thing? You know? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I guess it's just that idea of like, here's some things that we do really well. Do you reckon you might need any of them? And most people do. People in business have problems. Everyone has problems in life, right? And, yeah. you know, as you as you grow, you know, you overcome most people, a lot of them, but there's things you always need help with. And, you know, in business, like I've just started, there's absolutely that in every case. And, you know, we talked a little bit before about the challenges and maybe I've like undersold that that's the biggest challenge is all the opportunities because yeah, there's certainly other things, but I'm lucky that I've got two really, you know, incredible mentors in, in David and, and his wife, Kate, you know, who I've come to, to get to know a bit better in the past couple of months because we'd, we'd had a few exchanges um, previously, um, but nothing like too comprehensive, but they're both brilliant. And they've like, David, he's had his company. I keep going to call him Duke. Sorry, he's that's his nickname. So if I if I call him Duke anymore, um, that's why. But he's had this company for seven years. You know, he essentially started it when he was my age, and he's gone through through a lot of stuff. So I think it's you know finding finding I guess those mentors or people maybe who are a little bit ahead of you. It's still important, I think, to have someone you know who's much further ahead of you. And I'm, I'm lucky enough to have found those people along the way. You know, Lee Rogers is another guy who I produce a podcast for uh, that we started last year called The Blank Canvas. And like the opportunities and things that have come off the back of that have been incredible. Um, yeah. I could I could chat for hours about Lee and he's an absolute legend. But to come back to what you're saying in terms of the sales, yeah, it's and that's something that Kate talks to me. It's just, she's like, you know, you don't need to get on the phone and convince anyone to try to, to try to do work with us. Like we know that we're good at what we do and just tell people that, you know, this is what we do and make yourself known and people will come and, you know, yeah, I've made a lot of those calls and maybe it's not a one to 50 ratio, but it's, it's overwhelmingly positive. And so far we've, we've signed up two clients and we have quite a few more, you know, I guess you'd call it in the pipeline, but that yeah. we're just chatting to, and it's like, cool. You want you want us to do this for you? Cool. What does that look like? And you know, I'm confident we'll get a couple more by the end of the year. And and it's it's crazy that you know there's a lot of crazy things happening in Melbourne right now. And yeah, absolutely. And we did talk yeah. about you know why now for this podcast episode. One of the <laughs> one of the reasons was to say to people, yeah, we yeah. It's painful, and I know Bernadette Dewar's in Melbourne. Um, yeah, yeah, I she's a good friend, to a lovely of, friend of mine, Ian, Ian Berry, and yeah, it's, it is hard. It's tough, and it, yeah, it's and to look, acknowledge that. Yeah, it's it is tough, and I guess it's it's a really weird feeling when, like, and don't get me wrong, there's been very tough days, but it's a weird sense. It's like it's just a weird thing where it's like a lot of cool things are happening personally and professionally whilst there's these things happening literally on my doorstep. Like the scenes in, in the CBD of Melbourne right now, it's like a battle battlefield. Like yeah. it's just crazy. And, you know, protesters and police and all this crap, but it's just people trying to, you know, find hope and, you know, I don't want to go on a, like a political rant or anything like that, but you know, 
I guess everyone has an opportunity to craft the life that they want to. And I've just been fortunate enough to do actions that have led me to where I am today. And I don't take that for granted. And yeah, again, coming back to what you were saying about the sales stuff, you know, I've now in a position where I, I get Kate as a mentor, I get Juki as a mentor and as a friend of mine that I've been lucky enough to have now for 12 to 15 years whatever it is, maybe not 15, probably more like, yeah, 12, but it's all been just, you know, off the back of just being who I am. And it's been, it's been fun to see it. Yeah. Evolve a bit more in the past, in the past few months. Yeah. And they sound like really, you know, kind, generous people. And I think that is also a really important point that the people we surround ourselves with, that does have an impact on our attitude, on, on just, you know, how we feel about ourselves. So just having a bit of that generosity coming your way, it's a two-way street, right? But you're mm. you're moving from, you know, you're being a real energy giver and therefore you're around people who that reverberates out and that energy comes right back to you for sure. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The universe, we were talking before we started, it's just got a funny way of, of doing that for sure. Yeah, and that's what you're stepping into. Now, as you know, you know, what I love about this podcast is it's my podcast, so I get to make up the rules. So <laughs> I always ask people for a little story about a piece of music that means something to them. So what's what's your piece of music, Ren? This was tough because there's two songs. I don't know. Am I allowed to or sh- should I just I very rarely, right I very rarely grant to, but I okay. yeah, go on then. I'll let you have two. Well, I can I'll give you one that's coming. So it's Van Morrison. And Mm -hmm. the song is Days Like This, which I'm sure, you know, many people will know the song. I'm not going to sing it for you. But but the I guess the story around it. So my parents got divorced when I was maybe four years old and both remarried and are very amicable, good friends, um, in fact, still. And... My mum, who remarried, um, my stepdad, Richard, whenever we'd go, you know, on long car trips when we were little, whether it was visiting family or going to the beach or anything like that, the song and, like, the picture in my mind is Van Morrison, Days Like This. And, yeah, to, to have that as a memory, you know, I'm the eldest of seven kids across the, the two families. But on that side, it was me, my my brother Daniel, and then Sean, who was from my stepdad and my mom, Yvonne. So the three of us boys sort of in the back seat and then, you know, driving. And, yeah, it's just like it's a lovely song. And, again, if yeah. you're like, you haven't heard it, like I'm sure, yeah, people know. And, yeah, it's just it's not one exact memory or one moment in time, but it's just that whenever I listen to it, I am reminded of my childhood and that, you know, some days are bad and that's okay and some yeah. days are good, but it's just about finding those little moments. And for me, like I remember the car that we would sit in, I'd be on the right-hand side of the car and, yeah, it was just like, cool, I'm going to see the family or we're going to the beach or we're going here or we're going there. And, yeah, yeah, really nice to whenever I listen to that song and have a little, have a little dance and... <laughs> Yeah. And obviously family is, I mean, being one of seven, a family, you know, and what's lovely about that story is that, yeah, it sounds like a kind of blended family, you know, that Mm. even through divorce, it's not been completely 
disastrous and um, yeah. Oh, there was some together. moments there. I can remember some moments. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> got a bit hairy, but yeah, I'm really fortunate. My parents. I mean, I, I look to them both. They've they've both been fantastic for me. You know, in terms of communication and setting a really good example. Um, they, mm. yeah. When I was when I was quite young, like I mentioned, were were split up, but. Um, have found a way to keep a really good relationship. And there have been moments where when we were little, you know, on Christmas Day, because we, we would all, they would always live cl- sort of relatively close to each other here in Victoria. And Christmas Day, whether it was mum dropping me off at dad's after we'd spend the morning at mum's or vice versa, there was one particular Christmas where um, I think I was probably in my early 20s by this point, but my mum... And my stepdad came round to my dad's and my stepmom's house with my brother, Sean, and my four parents were there and all my siblings were there. And, you know, summertime, it's, it's Christmas, it's summer in, at Christmas time. Yeah, here of course, in, Christmas in Australia. Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it was the house we're living, we're living in now and we've got a pool and everyone's out by the pool. And it's like, yeah, here's my four parents and my six other siblings. And, you know, a few of them had partners or girlfriends and boyfriends. And it's just like, yeah, it's incredible. And, you know, whilst that Van Morrison song wasn't playing, it's like, it's, it reminds me of moments like that. And I've been really fortunate. And I, I, I think I've always been aware of that. You know, I'm, I'm a very fortunate person. And even though we've got some really tough times that we're facing right now in Melbourne, I'm still aware that you know, we're in a pretty lucky country in Australia. And yeah, um, yeah, it's true. I've lived a very fortunate life in, you know, the eastern suburbs of Melbourne. And, you know, I almost have a duty to, to help others because I've had a really fortunate upbringing. And all of these things that are coming to me, you know, um, yeah, it's by the work that I've done, but, you know, it's also partly I think it's important to acknowledge, like, the circumstance that I've I've grown up in. So, yeah. Oh, beautiful story, Ren. And I think, you know, that's what we live for, isn't it? Days like this, days where everyone's yeah. come together. And and yeah. those, are the, those are the days that do stick in your memory, fortunately. It's like, yeah, yeah those magical days. That's a fantastic story. So if I was going to allow you the second song, what would it be? Well, I won't give you a full story on it, but it's Foles, the the band Foles, they're an English band, and the song is Spanish Sahara, oh. which is they're, they're like a like a rock rock sort of pop band. They've got some really heavy stuff and a bit more um, melodic tunes, and that one's a bit of a mixture of both. It's like a six minute song, it's a really long lead up, and then it just absolutely bangs. It's it's a great song. Oh, fantastic. Great, fantastic. Great I love I love it when well. I get new, completely new songs that I don't know. At all, so <laughs> yeah, nice. that is brilliant. Brilliant. Um, and then the final question really, Ren, is what, what would you say is the wisdom that you have learned from this process of, you know, your story really starts with the Hope Initiative, starting this podcast and all the things, some of which have not been great, you know, losing your job and facing lockdown in Melbourne, but what would you say is the wisdom that you've taken from that process? Mm. This was a tough one. You did mention this before we jumped on and like, I'll be honest, even after we've had this chat and I've loved having this conversation with you and, and all the ones that we've had, I 
you know, listened to a number of your episodes. One that comes to mind is with Peter Shepard, who yeah. his his podcast, The Long and the Short of It, is incredible. I listen to it every week. Him and Jen Waldman are incredible. And, you know, you've had some pretty epic guests. And when you invited me on, and even what you were saying at the start, it's like I just have imposter syndrome that's like, you know, I'm this 28-year-old dude and it it almost just doesn't seem real. Like I know it is, but it's just it's a bit surreal. And I guess it the the wisdom I think that comes from that is that I think everyone has a sense of imposter syndrome. Like no one's immune to that. And until you get in the arena you know, that metaphorical arena where you're shipping podcasts and, and doing whatever work it is, you don't really realize that everyone else has that as well. So, you know, get in the arena and start doing it because, you know, it's not necessarily just that work that, or, you know, the output that you see in the arena, it's those hours behind the scenes. You know, I remember editing those first few podcasts and going, coming home from soccer training at 9pm and staying up till one of them was like 6am editing all through the night, releasing it, two hours sleep, up the next day, went and recorded another episode with a guy, Sean Bell. And I remember telling him, mate, I've had two hours sleep. And he was like, (laughs) what the hell? Like, how can you be here? But I was there. So, you know, those are the things that's like, you know, yeah, I have imposter syndrome right now talking to you. I feel like I don't want to say anything stupid, but at the same time, it's like we're all human, you know. Yeah. And just to like cap that, I think it's important to just like be proud of yourself and acknowledge the work that you've done. You know, I feel like throughout life, I'm very guilty of this, and maybe some other people are. We're, we're often looking for like external validation you know, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to be acknowledged and be seen from other people. But personally, I try my hardest not to let that be the driving force behind the work that I do, because it's it's not why I record podcasts. It's not why I, I do that. I, I want to learn about other people. I wanted like, even if it's just that one person listens, like, or we just have a cool conversation, no one listens. That's honestly good enough for me. And you know, maybe it wasn't something that I was aware of at the start, but it is now. And it's like, I just need to acknowledge that I'm doing some cool things and I just got to keep being consistent and showing up and whatever will be, will be. Absolutely. Rin, that is absolute gold. I mean, at the end of the day, you've summed up, we are all imposters. Anyone who's doing anything (laughs) for the first time is an imposter, but you've also managed to bring that round to how important it is to have a little bit of self-compassion. And I think certainly in the circumstances we find ourselves in at the moment where times are hard and it's there, there's a lot going on out there, as you said, mm. but it has to start with self-compassion and giving yourself credit for just being able to face that adversity, first of all, and then ask yourself, do I have anything more to give? Is there anything more I could be doing? And I think yeah. it's your your can-do attitude that has really been at the heart of why you're in the position you're in today so I would just like to say how much I have loved this conversation I think it's going (laughs) to inspire so many people because what I love is that you're 28 years old and here you are just getting on with it and doing it and 
you know, life is just going to carry on giving you opportunities and presenting you with new doors and new thresholds. And I have a feeling you're going to take them because you're learning that. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you, Kat. It's been a pleasure to, uh, to have an hour of your time and to chat. And, you know, I know I've done most of the talking here, but the work that you've done and, and those things that you, you helped me with, you know, in the past few months have really helped shape ruckus and you know that email yeah it was really incredible timing and whilst I didn't jump on the call with you right then and there for this podcast you know we did have that zoom call eventually with with some timing uh mistakes as well but um yeah it's been it's been really fun so thanks again no you are more than welcome and as I say that's you know it's stories like this that are why I do what I do it just brings me such great a great sense of purpose when, when I see, you know, Kathy Heller again, she'll put it like, we're all candles. And for me to light up somebody else's candle doesn't take any, any energy from me. It just means the world's a brighter place. And then that reverberates out, you know, there's just this, this kind of ripple effect, which is magical. That's lovely. Brilliant. Well, thanks for being here. There will be links in the show notes to Ruckus, the brand new agency that's out there to (laughs) to help you with. Yeah. What, what what do you guys do? You can do podcast production. Tell me, tell me. We do. do, I'm going to sound like an idiot now. (laughs) (laughs) I better know them. Hey, yeah, we do. We do podcast production. Uh, So anything that comes with that, you know, I did, I did the Akimbo workshops it's really just doing that yourself, but we do all of that, the branding, you know, the ideation, the music production, um, all of that sort of stuff. We do video production as well, social media management for, for brands. So that restaurant that we're doing up in Queensland is, is some of that, um, digital, digital marketing, that sort of thing. And there's one last one that of course I've gone blank on, um, but you know, click on the website. It'll all be there. <laughs> Check oh, it out because it's well yeah. worth it. It's Thank it's you. a it's a work in progress, and it's just going to get better. I know, I know, it's just going to get better. So, yeah. congratulations, and yeah, and 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 we wanted to say just as a final mention for anyone who's really feeling feeling low, which is is you know that's that's all part of it. Um, there's always hope. There really is always hope. Yeah, there is. There really is. Thanks. Absolutely. Brilliant. Thanks so much for joining me, Rin. Speak soon. Thanks, Kat. So there you have it. That was just such a wonderfully uplifting conversation. And I loved what Rin was saying about finding those moments in life when he was describing the song and how it takes you back to, yeah, those memories, that's what often can carry us through tougher times. I also wanted to share with you, Rin forgot to say that what he does with Ruckus as an agency, what they're aiming to do is help you build brand. And I think Rin's personal brand is all about that enthusiasm and energy and all round kindness that he brings to everything he does. I just wanted to share a little clip from from the conversation after we'd finished recording, which really sums Rin Rin up altogether. You know, I, I didn't mention this when we chatted. I think I actually lost the train of thought slightly, but I remember when 
I interviewed you and after the call, we ended the Zoom chat and I jumped out of my seat and I full on did a dance in the room. I remember exactly where I was. I was and like, you, put that, you added that into the, the episode, which was so sweet. And that's oh, I did. it. Yes. Yeah, you did. You did. And it just, <laughs> it was like, oh, that's such a, such a kind thing to say, you know? And so when I was listening back to it, I was kind of, that's, yeah, that's really good production. That's, um, that's what podcasting is all about. So if any of this is resonated, it would be so kind of you to just share it with one person who might perhaps be going through some tough times, finding a challenge in life. And maybe this will be the story that helps turn things around for them. But in the meantime, I will leave you with a quote from the amazing Oprah Winfrey and her brilliant book, What I Know For Sure. Wherever you are in your journey, I hope you too will keep encountering challenges. It's a blessing to be able to survive them, to be able to keep putting one foot in front of the other, to be in a position to make the climb up life's mountain, knowing that the summit still lies ahead and every experience is a valuable teacher. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. There are almost a million podcasts out there to choose from, so I really appreciate you for choosing this one and spending your valuable time with me today. If you found it helpful, I would be truly grateful if you would rate and review it as it helps others to find us. And if you haven't already, you can hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts to be sure of getting every episode sent to you. You can find all the resources we talk about and more about my guests in the show notes over at collectivewisdom.podbean.com or you can find me on Instagram at collectivewisdompod where I'd love to hear any feedback, suggestions for new guests or comments that you have. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're interested to know more about how my coaching can help you, you can find more about that on my website at catpreston.com. Thank you so much for joining me.